What up, podcast babies? I'm Jesse Oliver. I'm Maureen Smith. And I'm Makita Loney, and we're Fat Out of Hell. A bi-weekly podcast where we burn down fat stigma through conversations about our experiences as fat, rad fatties. So take out your extenders and buckle up, because it's time to go! Hello, and welcome, podcast babies, to another episode of Fat Out of Hell. And we are so excited because today we have the creator, the star, the writer of the show, Big Girl, Kat Scarborough with us. Yay. All of the reactions. How are you? (laughs) Hello. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Excellent. Um, it's a rainy day in New York. I'm in my anthropology plus PJs. Amazing. Uh, in my big tall bed. I'm doing great. I mean, what what more could you ask for in these times? It's true. <laughs> it's a regular. It's a regular uh, fat dream over there in in Queens today. That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. <laughs> Um, um, can you tell how this came to be? Like, how did this whole, like, so you, I know you, you have a history in the theater, right? But like, how did this particular show come to be? Yes. Yeah, so I, um, do have a history in the theater and I got my MFA in acting. And then after I graduated, I got an artist residency with this experimental theater company in New York called Mabu Minds. And it was through them that I discovered that I liked writing my own material. And also at that same time, I was fresh out of a graduate program and out in the industry auditioning and like seeing what kind of parts were being offered to me. That... (laughs) incredible moment where you realize like everyone's like just wait 20 years and you're like uh-huh. how the fuck am I supposed to pay my bills for the next 20 years right like right yeah. exactly yeah. exactly and so I started writing for myself um and I I also the if Along that, along the road, I started taking improv classes at uh, the People's Improv Theater here in the city. And in my level one class, I met who um, is now my producer, one of my producers, Elaine, um, who's wonderful. And we just hit it off and kind of loved each other, loved working together. And she and her business partner, Alyssa, they make up Brazen NYC, which is a feminist uh, film, indie film production company. Um, And they cast me in a couple like short films that they were making. And we just sort of had this relationship. And I, in the meantime, had written a play about uh, living in a fat body called Beautiful Enormous. Um, And they came and filmed a reading of it. And afterwards, we were all having a drink, and they were like, you know, I could this be a film? This seems like a film. And I was like, yeah, I did write. I write very cinematically, actually. And so we started talking, and we thought, well, let's make something together. But maybe let's do a web series first, as though that was going to be easier. And it turned into this <laughs> the web series became way bigger than I think any of us anticipated. Um, and so, yeah, I wrote the pilot uh, and we ended up shooting that and then sort of using the pilot to fundraise and crowdfund for the rest of the series. And sure. so we have filmed the pilot and I think 2018, uh, and then 2019, we filmed the rest of the series. One of the things I so truly love. Happened. One of the things I truly love about the series is that, um, as someone who has you know acted my entire life, uh, so often when we get called into auditions, you walk into a room, and it's what I call the sidekicks club, where it's like yeah. you could see someone who's like four ten someone who's six two 
someone who's yeah. right like it's like just all of the like people who are the sidekicks essentially yeah. and you're like I don't know what they're looking for except for other right yeah um and like it was very clear from moment one that this is a rarity that we get to see a fat person's experience and the fat person is the um the the lead in their own story and i think that is so important because even if we talk about like portrayals of uh fat folks in media so often the the rare positive fat representation we have it is the narrative of becoming from the sidekick into the the like leading player of your own life mm-hmm. and this we start and she is very much the leading player of her own life that's a, thank you because that's exactly what i wanted to do with this um you know we in media we don't see representations of fat bodies in a way that I mean, I just wanted to write a character who didn't loathe herself. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. I didn't want this to be another fucking self-esteem journey. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know? that's the thing. I love I love that you show up and in the first episode in that dating in that mm-hmm. online dating episode, she's like you're like in like this really cute like lingerie set like. You're smoking weed, <laughs> like you're mm-hmm. you're like in this beautiful apartment. Like there's no like in episode you're a fully one, fleshed out you've human. arrived. Yeah. You are yeah. who you are. And now you just now you're just like, okay, world, like like what the fuck do you have in store for me now? <laughs> like, right. I wanted to be the straight man. Yeah. In a world mm-hmm. of craziness. And I tend to I wanted it all to have a little bit of an Alice in Wonderland quality. Do you know, I find that actually in a lot of my work, it, it the work that I write, it ends up happening like that. Because I think, you know, living in a fat body my whole life, you experience feelings of alienation, you know, and not, not being a part of, you know, the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wanted there to be this stranger in a strange land, Alice in Wonderland, like, what the, why is society so insane? You know, that's what I wanted to create with this. Well, and like, honestly, mission accomplished, because like, even in that first episode, that, that online, I just like, the baby man <laughs> killed me. I do... I do love that you get a resolution to Baby Man at the last yeah. episode. There is something really lovely about like your kink can be your kink, but you have to get consent before you like end up like that story was like, oh yes, Mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I. So Baby Man. First of all, um, I have never dated an adult an adult baby, but. All of the dates in that first episode do co- come from real experiences that I have had internet dating. Oh. And Baby Man is an extreme version of someone that I knew once in my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the actor who played Baby Man, um, Tim Gerbeck, is a genius and he's so willing to get weird and he's funny and he you guys should look him up he had he play. he's just i love him so much and i want to work with him for the rest of my life he's amazing i mean baby man was also pretty grounded like which yes. you're like that's a real uh fun dichotomy you're walking there yes. <laughs> it was a real delicate needle to thread and he managed to do it and i also did want to give baby man a resolution because i did want to i wanted the show to be sex positive right like i am you know no kink shaming you want to be a baby man you go be a baby man but again consent is important yeah i mean consent is the foundation of all kink play like truly if you're doing it correctly so like Baby man, you gotta let people know. <laughs> you can just show up dressed like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I have one. I have one final baby man observation. What I like. Yes. What I liked about <laughs> what I liked about him also <laughs> is like, um, like obviously it was it was like a moment of like extreme in your face like affront to you. But like I liked that how into it he was. <laughs> oh, 
yeah. like how much how much it was very clearly a sensual act for him yes <laughs> you know yeah yeah anyway definitely <laughs> definitely i apologize it was Let's so see. fun <laughs> yeah it was so fun um film he like owned the onesie <laughs> that he wears in the thing <laughs> Tim is great. He's so good. Everybody should look him up. Tim Gerbeck. G-I-R-R-B-A-C-H. He's great. <laughs> what was your favorite episode to film? Oh, that's tough. Um, I mean, like, uh, the clown episode is probably my favorite of the series. Um, it. We also filmed the, a lot of scenes for that one first. Um, and I just love clown so much. I love being a clown. It's a technique that, um, is very meaningful for me as an artist. I think it really worked, uh, for the series because as clown, you are celebrating your vulnerability and the thing about yourself that, you know, you might feel self-conscious about. Um, and then the scene at the end of the clown episode where she shows up at the plus size boutique, which is this amazing location in New York. It's a boutique called plus Brooklyn. And it's one of my favorite places to shop. It's one of the only plus size boutiques in the city. And Alexis who runs it is wonderful and gave us the space for several filming days. Um, but at the end of the clown episode, we just, filmed it with lots of my like plus lady friends and you know we cast it and we just had like a party that day and we had mimosas and snacks and it was just a bunch of women shopping I mean what you see in the episode is really what was happening we were all just having fun (laughs) and it was such a celebration of like all us fatties hanging out making a show you know (laughs) it was great I love that and just being able to like be in a space where there's no self-questioning, right? We're afforded that yeah. so rarely. Like that, like you are there yeah. hanging out, having doing things for pure enjoyment, putting fun clothes on and trying them on while drinking uh champers. Um yeah. <laughs> I put that, yeah. air quotes always translate into podcasting really. It's well, podcast gold. Podcast yeah. Uh, but that is what one of the characters refers to it as. Um, yes. Uh, I also love that, speaking of that character specifically, like you see a range of fat representation, right? Like yes. that yes. is like really interesting because that is a rarity. Like, you know, it's a rarity to see more than one fat person. And then right. to see multiple types of fat bodies and uh, quite honestly, attitudes around fatness represented, yeah. right? Like how we internalize and then externalize our experiences. Yes. Represented yes. is really interesting. Uh, that character is a trip. And I can't I... say I haven't met people like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... Also a wonderful, beautiful actress, um, Katie Hartman, comedian. Um, so funny. She like she brought Shampers to my life. She called <laughs> I think I had originally written it as Prosecco, and she called it she just improv and called it Shampers. And I was like, It's in. It's in Shampers. It's amazing. <laughs> um But I with that character, you know, I wanted to or at least I attempted to tackle co-opting of body positivity um mm-hmm. i uh it, it bothers me <laughs> you know genuinely this, it bothers me that's what's mm. you know and it's 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 a huge problem because like here is this like true the, like body positivity and like fat like fat justice and like fat liberation like mm-hmm. are two totally different conversations i mean yeah. basically it's like you know body body positivity opens it opens up the conversation you know it it, it there's there's value there's value in body positivity in that it like allows everyone to feel comfortable um yes. but it's not the most important conversation in the room but and also 
that comfort is stagnation, right? Mm -hmm. And it, and that comfort comes with so many caveats, right? Yeah. Like, and I think that the idea of body positivity has been so Mm co-opted that it is no longer serviceable language, right? Like that, like we have to reframe the language to be like, oh, no, 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 you didn't get it. This is about fat liberation. This is about like body justice, right? Like, and explaining that there are differences between that and like nowhere has that been made more clear for fat people than TikTok. That like, (laughs) right? Like that like, oh, we're positive, but we like love your like normally sized body. Right. We don't mean like, you know, it's the, the amount of vitriol that you find on TikTok is truly unbelievable to me. Yeah. And of course it's not like a universal rule. There are pockets of TikTok that are great. But I do find that, like with anything, language is evolving, right? Because like Mm -hmm. I did, one of the things I did notice, I was like, oh, like she's saying body positivity. And in my mind and in my like understanding, I know what she means is she's talking about body justice. But like, I wonder how much even between filming and now that language has like rapidly switched, right? That we're like having different conversations around the words body positivity than yes. when it was filmed and when yes. it was written. Yeah, absolutely. I completely am on board with that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, it is when... interesting how quickly things are evolving. And I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. All I can say is that if I see one more straight sized woman on Instagram with a t-shirt that says thick thighs, thin patients, I'm going oh like, to punch her in the throat. Like, it's not for you. I just, I really want a t-shirt that says thicker thighs, thinner patients. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, and just like to post a side by side. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I love that. When did you film this? Uh, 2019. 2018, okay. 2019. Okay, so like, because one of the things I actually kept coming back to was like, oh, this could not have been filmed in the year 2020. Like, oh, hell no. <laughs> because, you know, like, I was like, did they do it this summer? Like, when like things were just a little bit better? Or like, because I, you know, it's become this weird thing where now you're looking for like masks and scenes. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. Background doctors need masks on, right? Like, and I was like, I wonder if it was actually filmed because I think it must predate coronavirus like it did yeah it did and then in I mean you know it was it was a blessing for me as an artist because um in 2020 we did the festival circuit with it so I had something creative happening to to promote and to you know and we had been looking for a, a home for big girl you know through 2020 and we have found one um but yeah it we it was definitely pre-corona i cannot yeah. imagine trying to film a web series during uh covid Oof. no thank you i can't imagine trying to do ready things during covid without like is what we talk about arts like doing anything in the arts without like a lot of money behind it right Right. because like you need the money for testing you need the money for like just to keep safety like present and at the forefront just requires a uh i don't know what is the proper like usage of the metric but fuck ton like a scrooge mcduck level of money i don't know are we all just going to jump into that pool of coins um yeah yeah that's my actually that's always been my litmus test for success in my life i knew that i would have made it if i had a money room that i could swim in my money so i love that you brought that up i mean that's some like resistance right yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep Um, um, yeah, I can't, I have, sorry, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, you're totally fine. No, I, um, I just like the, the, there's a, there's an arc in the, in the story that I wanted to talk about just cause I thought it was like really powerful. Um, so there, what there's, um, 
in in one of the episodes obviously she like finds a love interest and like that episode ends with like this really like lovely resolution and like you would think that like if it, if if the show were to follow like a traditional trajectory of like the fat love interest of like ah oh, she found her person her one person the mm-hmm. only person like then that person would like be like carry her for the rest of the series and like be her mm-hmm. rock and you know whatever but like literally in the next episode it turns out that this person is like a needy clingy Herd turd exactly a man child yeah Yeah, and it's absolutely like who's like holding her back in her career and it's just like it's like when that happened i was i was watching it and i saw all of this happening and i out loud i went oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh no and like i and i love that i love that you that you're that you didn't make your character beholden to that man for very long like obviously like in any sort of relationship dynamic there's going to be some amount of consideration for the wants and needs of your partner but like that didn't last very long yeah (laughs) and like i'm like watching that i was like oh thank god (laughs) like (laughs) get the fuck out of there well yeah it's also so lovely to see like fat people understanding that they deserve to be loved well Yes. Right. We sometimes just buy into this concept that love is like, oh, you achieved it. You got it. Even if it's like not being loved well. And this was someone who stood up and said, you don't love me well. Yeah. So Goodbye. (laughs) Yes. I'm so I'm so glad that that resonated, too, because that's exactly what I wanted to do. I think that there just like you said, there's this narrative that we, you know, as fat women, if we find the one, uh, quote unquote, we are beholden to them and we should be grateful to be in a relationship because at least they want us, you know, I found someone to want me. And, you know, we don't just want someone, we want the right person. This hurts. And we, <laughs> we shouldn't have to be grateful <laughs> for, you know, being in a relationship. And so, yeah, I wanted to subvert expectations and, you know, turn it on its head and have her, like, stand up for herself and not tolerate bullshit just because, you know, some man likes her, <laughs> you know, and, and wants to have sex with her. Because plenty of people do, you know? Isn't Can you that script like... my love life for me? <laughs> that would be so lovely. Wait, what was that? I was gonna say, Can you script my love life for me so I don't have to worry about it? And I know that. That's oh. Girl, we're in the same boat. <laughs> it's, it's whoo. I've yeah. It's 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 dating is tough, man. God. It is tough. I. At this point in my life, I'm so uninterested in dating. I'm interested in, like, understanding that I am using you and you are using me. And we're like, <laughs> I mean, like, we're like, like let's just like do what we need to do, and then like put up good boundaries around how we do that, and then say, okay, you go live your life. I'm gonna go live my life, right? Like. I don't know. Dating is, it takes, the thing that I really loved about that first episode is like, it takes so much effort. It becomes a part-time job to date. Do you know what I mean? And right now I have so many things I am working on and working towards that like, I am just uninterested in taking on that part-time job. Yeah, it's (laughs) definitely... I, so I actually, uh, one of the casualties of COVID was a relationship for me. (laughs) So I, you know, it it is what it is. And I have been um, back on, why I don't know. It's not like I can go on dates, but I've been back on the Tinder. And I do not know what is wrong, what happened to the men of Tinder. What is wrong with them? Wait, you know, I'm a I'm a straight woman. What's that? I said I won't touch Tinder with a ten foot pole. That's like my last resort. It's it's truly I don't even know what, but you know it, it's uh, dating dating and is a big woman is just it's a whole thing. 
It's a whole thing. It, you know, you're going to, you find people that fetishize you. Oh, yes. Or I, the people. I am lucky that, like, two of the men that I've had steady hookups with for years, I was like, look, when I'm done getting vaccinated, when we have cleared that hurdle, I know both of you are vaccinated. We'll just, we'll do what we've always yeah. done. <laughs> We, we will do what people we do. We will just hit uh, pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of feel like it's going to be a crazy summer when the vaccines are. I just feel like people. I know I'm I mean, ready. I'm ready. To I fuck. truly hope. <laughs> I'm ready. Regenerate. We're going to give the new generation of boomers probably. This is <laughs> genuinely. The, yes, the energy yeah. I'm putting into like. Like, 2021 into 2022 is, like, the roaring 20s of my vagina. Like, <laughs> like here she is, boys. Here she is. It's wrong. She can do a whole dance supper. She can jazz hands. She can do whatever she wants. As we oh turn that page into post-vaccination, like, hopefully people still, like, I don't know. The numbers are going back up, and I'm just like, motherfuckers, get it together. I know. Our nation, this country, like, really? But really? My heart, my head, and, and my lady parts all need things to be hopeful about in the future. That's true. <laughs> Wait, listen, I got vax number one. I got vax number two coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, the only time that weight stigma in the healthcare industry has worked in my favor. Take that, suckers! Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely. Um, I'm real relieved. And uh, yeah, I think we have things to look forward to. I'm ready for, I'm ready. Yeah. No. Con concurred. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I am curious, like, how has, what has the reception so far, because you said that last year you did the festival circuit, like, what was the reception of Big Girl? It, I am so grateful and thrilled and honored because it has done so well. Um, I, it really, it's been very emotional for me because it really, this show, I poured my heart and soul into it. It is about my life. It's a deeply personal, obviously, because it's about my body, you know, what it is to live in this body. And we have been nominated for a kajillion things. We've won lots of awards. Um, we're actually at, immediately following um, recording with you guys. I'm going to hop into a film festival, the Women's Comedy Festival that we're screening in in Atlanta um, today. And we're nominated for best uh, web series episode for the clown episode, actually. Um, but it's done very, very well. And then I've had some reviewers uh, uh, watch it and really love it. Um, the biggest, most exciting stamp of approval for me was from Substantia Jones. Uh, do you guys oh, know Substantia? Yeah. Out of positivity. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And she she reviewed it and wrote a beautiful, thoughtful review um, of the series and has been a big cheerleader uh, for me. And so, yeah, it just, it feels great. I'm very proud and very excited for the rest of the world to see it. I just, you know, I, I think um, I love hearing that. One of my gifts as a human is like, I truly get so excited for other people to thrive. Like, like yeah. I, you know, I think um, it can be hard, in, like in theater communities, and hard in when you're fat in a theater community, yeah, because you're like all competing for the one job, right? Mm -hmm. Like the or like, and there was something in my like early 30s because your girl is about to turn 41 um, <gasps> my 40th birthday i had such plans this coronavirus ruined my oh. plan to throw myself a jellical ball for my birthday oh, <laughs> oh. Well, next Jesse. year next year i mean yes um, no i was jesse jesse i was in the same boat but with my 30th <laughs> right oh. right i was gonna go to um, vegas <laughs> yes uh, uh, but, oh my goodness, what was I saying? 
Oh, right. Yes, crumbs, 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 crumbs. Um, but that, like, this idea, there was something that happened in my early 30s where I was like, that's how this whole system wins is when we feel like we're losing because other people are succeeding yeah. instead of like taking a step back and being like, if we start organizing more fat folks succeeding, it means fat folks get seats at tables and more of us can get work and more of us are being seen in things and like champion, like just learning how to champion the people around you who are doing incredible work and understanding that that has like, that only is good for everybody. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And I completely concur with that. Totally. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because you're absolutely right. Every training program I, I've ever been in, like the little group of character actresses <laughs> would all, it was very fraught. The relationship is very fraught and it shouldn't be. Um, and those communities end up teaching people how to tear each other apart instead of learning how to do their jobs as best as possible. Like, yes. I, I'll say this, uh, we can say that happens in the singing community a lot, right? Like that, yeah. like, and I, it's just such a waste of, um, it's a waste of time, but the thing it's such a waste of is energy, right? Exactly. Like, uh, energy management to me is a far more important endeavor, endeavor, endeavor than just time management. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Your psychic energy as a creative person should be spent on your artistry and your work and your hustle and not, you know, fretting about, you know, whatever bullshit. The web series actually touches on this thing about the corset, like her being fired from that place. And like, yeah. like there is this moment where I'm like, oh, you see that character kind of shift into like, okay, so like, what do I do for me? Like, how do I... And like it, I I saw a little bit of this in the in the web series, and I was like, ah, oh, I love that this is sort of woven into this. Yeah, I um, I think maybe yeah, I I completely agree. I think that that element really was about me, um, stepping doing exactly that, creating my own, doing it for me, creating work for myself. I didn't see a place for myself within the industry that I liked or wanted to be a part of. And so I'm going to do my own thing. God damn it. You know, that's yeah, absolutely. No. And it's such an important, like something, something I've realized, like, you know, here we are, uh, fat podcasters in a in a in a sea of other fat podcasters and i think that we've been i think that we as like you know fat artists have been kind of conditioned to feel some sort of some sort of way about being the only fat person with who does the thing yeah when in reality it does us all so much more good if we all just hype each other like, mm -hmm. I'm, like, it's so cool to be a part of, and, like, what's great is, like, that doesn't, like, th is that, that's, that's the case. Like, of, in, in this world of, you know, like, if she's all fat, you know, matter of fat, like, matter of fat just did a, just did, like, a screening of one of our podcast episodes at, like, at, like, on, like, a Zoom call, and, like, it was just, like, it's, it, it we get so much more done and we grow so much more as a community and not just podcasters obviously but like among fat people if we just like support each other and it's and it's yes. like and it's so much more fun <clears throat> yeah and it i mean i know i've said this before and i will continue to say it because i think it's really important is like it sort of is this collective weaving of a net where like so many of us are walking this path of like basically disentangling things we have been told our whole lives or like learning mm -hmm. how to disengage from diet culture or learning how to do all of these things. We are all in that process still. And there are days where you feel so good about it and you can help be part of the thing that catches others. And then there are days where you are struggling and you can be 
part of the group that needs to be caught, right? Yes. Like, yes. Oh, that makes me <laughs> want to cry because it's so true and a beautiful. Yeah. So like this, this understanding that the more we work together and the more we champion one another and the more that we just stay connected to one another, the bigger and the stronger the net is, right? Like, yes. Yeah. So I, you know, the body justice community, you know, as I, I found it as the body positivity community and I was late to it. I didn't really get on the bandwagon until I, I had graduated from grad school and I was in my mm -hmm. early, early thirties. I was 30. Um, and it was, I, I, for my little baby 20 year old self, I wish that I had had it then, you know, the reason I am so vocal me. now is to save other people those years. Yes. Like I spent yes. so much of my twenties. I won't go as far as to say I hated myself being told I needed to hate myself and not understanding how I felt about myself versus what the world was telling me. Amen. Right. Yes. That like that just inherent disconnect between those two things. And knowing I was a badass bitch. I, I mean, yeah. like, I came out of the womb literally fist first. I have been a badass <laughs> bitch since yeah. I emerged. Um, like, and how I spent all of those years trying to question what I was doing wrong instead of just being content living my life. Yep. Right? Like... And, and like the whole idea of liberating yourself helps you just be able to live the life you are meant to be living. Yep. The good days, the bad days, but the bad days are not existential crisis about whether or not fat people should exist. Right. Yes. Like, like, yes. like the bad days are just like uh, <laughs> me as an individual, I am having a bad day. Right. Yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not carrying the weight of like years of built up social stigma on my shoulder. Yes, absolutely. And fretting about, you know, what can I do to fix myself? And yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to that point, that scene in the doctor's office is like the scene oh we all <laughs> wish we, I, I have it in a little bit in like a, a, my own way with uh, a practitioner that I actually now love uh, who mm. who like, because I kind of was like, oh, absolutely not. And here's what, and like the practitioner was receptive to it and it forged like a really great bond between us from there on in, um, right? Like, which is a rarity. I know that that is a rarity because yeah. I, but I also was at a point where I was like, I'm going to stand up for me because I know my body and I know what's actually happening. And I know, like, I know you think you're doing your job, but you need to hear me, your patient. I also could tell this person cared about patients. Like it wasn't like, yeah. you know, so like me being like, <clears throat> here we go. You need to hear this. I am just going to be the person who tells you this. Um, and again, we have a lovely relationship, like a real life relationship now. Um, but seeing that moment was like, like so delicious because it's that it truly is that thing we all wish we had been able to do yes. and stand up for ourselves in that moment and be like, oh, hell no. Yes. I wanted to give that to her and to myself. Yes. Because, it, you know, it's based on, you know, a myriad of experiences in doctor's offices, but I had, I had not had the, the chutzpah at the time to, you know, I politely sit and listen when they, um, or at least did, when they, you know, sit you down and, now how many times do you exercise a week, you yeah. idiot child? Do you know what That's I mean? And it's, <laughs> like, I'm living through so What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm fat? Oh my God, no one ever told me. I had no idea. Oh, you know, it's, and so I wanted to give that care as a present to that character and also to address it. You know, it needs to be addressed that people die of cancer because their doctors, 
just tell them that they have to lose weight and that's why they don't feel good. And it's a it's a, a travesty and a crime and it's not right. The way that the the medical community treats fat people is so abhorrent and shameful. And, you know, I just think about the times that I even, I don't know, three years ago or something, I got a really bad flu and had to go to the ER. And you just get the side eye from fucking everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, it's a fat person. I mean, it's just, it's so wrong and it, it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't. And thank God for Lindo Bacon and health at every size is all I have. And Christy Harrison, food psych. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank God for the two of and them. And there are more and more popping up like Hannah Talks yes. Bodies. And yes. like, you know, we, we just get to see that there's going to be more and more people taking a stand and just saying this is unacceptable behavior. Yep. There, <sighs> what I honestly, <laughs> what I loved about this show. So the way that I watch shows these days is like, is I watch them at my computer where I have two monitors where I get work done on one and I have a show on the other. And so when I was watching, when I was watching the show, that's what I was doing. Cause that's how I, but there were so many moments where I was, I was seeing what was happening in the show like especially and this happened especially with that scene at the doctor's office where I was it was like oh let's talk about your weight and I was like all right here's you know she's gonna leave the doctor's office and she's gonna sit at a coffee shop and you know blah 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 and there were just so many and it was like so many other moments in the show where it was such the opposite of what I was expecting because it was the it's the opposite of everything I've ever experienced of like no like doctor here like I am not an idiot child like you know this I I am here for this you're you're barely even doing that get out of my fucking face and it's it's just like that's what this show does so well is like it it takes any sort of like expectation of anything that you as a fat person have experienced or you as a straight sized person have observed and it's it just it like gives you that satisfaction that that you need thank you i really that means so much to hear that because that's exactly what i wanted to do i you know we do not need another show with a bad fat lady stuffing her face and crying or standing on a scale and crying or you know going to the doctor and then crying garbage and crying (laughs) i'm like i don't understand why this happens to fat people like i'm sure someone has done it but i'm like it is not the majority of people like it's not like you know we're like well i need to eat somehow i'm gonna go get that cake out of the garbage It's like, you know, something that I say a lot and something that I, you know, in promoting the show, I wanted the conflict to be external. I did not want the battle to be within herself. I wanted her to be dealing with society in a, in a way as somebody who has done the work for her own self, you know? Um, because that is actually really, truly the most exhausting thing most of us face it's not the internal stuff it's the like external walking through life and like oh no (laughs) you're right there (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah oh god why (laughs) yeah it's like i'm trying to get my groceries (laughs) (laughs) i'm just trying on shoes yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I do, I have one more question in my notes that I said you must ask to myself. Uh, where did you get all of those lipsticks? Because every lipstick was a banger. Oh, I love... (laughs) All of those colors. I love a bold lip. I mean... Um... It is my favorite lazy way to do makeup. Like, yeah. (laughs) I can spend five minutes on this look. Okay. <laughs> I'll look put together into great. Um, there are a variety of lipsticks. I so the story behind me in lipstick also, um, I have very sensitive eyes. And so I can't wear a lot of eye makeup. I really can just do like a basic cat eye and that's it. 
or I'll cry it all off. And so I, my makeup expression is through lipstick, which let me tell you, this year of the mask has been very upsetting for me. Um, so let's see. One that I love that I wear a lot in the series is um, NARS Audacious in Janet. NARS lipstick is amazing. It is. It's so good. Sorry, I it love is, lipstick too. Because it is... It, it, you can have like a, a satin matte fit. I, I don't love a matte lipstick, to be honest with you. I don't like the dry lip look, just for me personally. Mm-hmm. But I, what I love about the Audacious lipsticks is it's sort of a satin matte. It is long wearing, but it is not drying. It's very comfortable. Mm. And the color payoff is mwah. It's so good. So NARS Audacious. And that's the one, that color is sort of the fuchsia. I wear it with the jumpsuit uh, in the fifth episode. That jumpsuit was gifted to me by Marie Portois, this amazing indie plus um, brand, a uh, clothing brand that j- I never thought I could wear a jumpsuit. And that thing is like my favorite outfit ever in my life. I want to wear it every day. I like feel like the last three years of my life, I have just become a jumpsuit queen. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Look at me and my weird I'm long torso working this jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I should also mention, actually, um, someone who's been incredibly supportive and provided an enormous amount of wardrobe for the series was Ashley Nell Tipton. Um, I met her at a talk. I met her and Lindy West at a talk they were giving at um, WNYC. And um, Ashley uh, is so sweet. And I met her and her manager. And then once the web series was going on, I emailed Ashley just to be like, hi, I love you. Um, Just so you know, this is um, making this thing. And she wrote back and she was like, why don't I? We had a phone call and she's like, why don't I just send you my line? And so she did. That's amazing. um, Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. She's she is a love. She's wonderful, and so the um, all the off the I discovered through Ashley Nell Tipton that I love wearing off the shoulder. All the off the shoulder looks are Ashley. Oh, yeah. Um, Those were all so uh, we were fucking talking about cute. <laughs> Those were all so it, cute. She, her clothes are adorable. Her clothes are amazing. Um, yeah, lipstick. So NARS Audacious. And then I use, uh, in one of the ones is a Charlotte Tilbury Coral, Coachella Coral. That's a, that's a lovely Ooh, one. And I can't remember fun... what reds I use. That's a I fun mean, color. Yes, it is a fun yeah. color. I'm the same way. She's this, got great I, like, I barely have worn makeup all year long because I'm like, well, if I can't put on a bold lip, what is the point? Right. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yes. Me too. My skincare situation. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I yeah. I definitely like. I do like. It feel. I don't wear makeup as much. Obviously, I haven't worn makeup as much um, over the past year as I typically do. But on the days that I don't feel so fabulous, I do like to put on my face. It makes me feel better. I am a makeup and hair girl. I like doing my makeup. I like doing my hair. Uh, love a bold lip. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Um, so like, what are your kind of like, what are the next steps for Big Girl? So it the the series premieres as we're recording today on Sunday the twenty eighth. The series premieres. T- oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. it premieres tomorrow. Um, so yeah, it's very exciting. We found this. Uh, through the really through doing the festivals and seeing other web series and what they were doing with their work, we found this uh, streaming service called Sika TV, and I highly recommend Sika TV to any indie filmmaker out there um, because they are they are specific to indie web series. Um, <clears throat> we retain the copyright to our work. There's no subscription, no paywall, and no ads. Um, You can watch it straight from your laptop. There's an app you can put on your Roku, on Amazon, um, Fire, Chachi, Extreme Mountain Action, whatever whatever the thing is. (laughs) Um, 
um, you can watch it. You can watch it really anywhere. And they're just very supportive. And um, they were so excited about the show. And I'm really, really thrilled um, to be working with them. And so the pilot drops on Monday the 29th. And then we we're doing one episode every Monday after that. So for the next five weeks, every Monday, there will be a new Big Girl episode on Sika.tv. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really exciting. And where can people find you? They can find they can find Big Girl Show at, it's Big Girl, but our handle, our social media handle is Big Girl Show, all one word, lowercase. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. My name is Catherine Scarborough. All of my um, profiles are private, but if somebody felt like they wanted to reach out, I would be happy to entertain that idea. <laughs> I would think about it. I would gladly yeah. consider it. <laughs> yeah, but you can, you I'll can let find you me. know by whether you get to see it or not. <laughs> I will, I will screen. I will say it's been interesting now that we're getting more and more out there, the number of weirdo followers. I like made my profiles private for that reason, because I have, I have yet to experience like real world trolling and I have a little bit of feelings and nervousness about it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I have a really supportive team. Um, my producers are very protective of me and they go in and like find and eradicate things before I even see them, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but yeah, so my personal stuff is, is, you know, friends, friends and fam, but you know, um, a big girl show is what everyone should follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Huzzah. Awesome. Yes. Well, Catherine, this has yes, been indeed. this has been a delight. I really appreciate you joining us today. Oh my gosh, this has been so fun. Um, I it, thank you for having me. I just want to be friends with all three of you now forever. <laughs> Does that mean that we can be yes. friends with you on on Instagram? Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. I was I was gonna wait till we were done recording. I was gonna be like, I'll go at you on your private. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, please, please do. Please I would love to. <laughs> and I will send you Peridot robes uh, created by my friend Marina Hayes, who's a genius and wonderful. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. Amazing. Nice. Well, uh, final uh, thoughts? Do we want to do final thoughts? We usually do end by final thoughts. Anyone have a final thought? Um, my final thought is uh, that there needs to there need to be more shows that buck expectations of the lived experiences of marginalized people absolutely i second that yep mm-hmm. uh my final thought is uh to add on that that we need more access to like all types of media right like that mm-hmm. like it's not just us making independent projects like yes why are we not actually putting this on air when we know the majority of people are in fat bodies yeah yeah and it would be it it would just also do so well yeah right. people would eat it up right and actually like put actual fat writers and fat showrunners in charge of it yep yep so that's my final thought. Oh. I love that final thought and I second it. All right. Well, thanks thank you, so much for listening. Babies, we'll you can find us on time. all the social media places Bye. as Fat Out of Hell Pod Bye. and all the podcast places as Fat Out of Hell. And you can shoot us an email at fatoutahellpod at gmail.com. Bye, baby.